Today's TribCast is presented by Texans for Consumer Freedom. Texas law restricts liquor store ownership to no more than five. Learn more about the liquor loophole at texansforconsumerfreedom.com. Texas talking, oh, what was that that you said? Texas talking, oh, gonna hoop upside your head. Texas talking, tell me who can you trust when Texas gods are Good morning, this is State Representative Donna Dukes giving you a shout out from the floor of the Texas House of Representatives. I'm proud to represent District 46 in the Texas House during the 85th legislative session. Enjoy this week's TripCast. Now here's your host, Emily Ramshaw. Thank you. This is Emily Ramshaw here with the TribCast for the third week of February. I'm joined by CEO Evan Smith. I liked how you were motioning to Bobby to pay attention to you in the first part of this. Everybody on Facebook was wondering, what the heck? What is she doing? He's had like 40 Red Bulls. He's beyond the point of being able to respond to you like a human. I'm setting this up so that all of our Facebook fans can, you know, engage with us. Right. It's important. Question on Facebook. Where does Bobby buy his Red Bull? How long does, does it, it take vary to by come location? Down? I don't know. Political <laughs> right. reporter yeah. Patrick Svitek. Good afternoon. Fiction, fiction writer. Fiction writer. We Political just firing horror, American Horror Story, Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> and next <laughs> next week we're going to have Patrick do a dramatic reading of his childhood, his fourth grade fiction. Right. Tune Ser- in. Seriously, get your mom to send the yeah, box. Yeah, I guess the FedEx it. Yeah. I can call her. Or you can call yeah. her. You, you decide. <laughs> I'll make the call. <laughs> okay. And executive editor Ross Ramsey. Howdy. That's I it. Got, I got nothing. Got nothing. I'm, waiting for the, I'm waiting for the box of stories from Fort Wayne. Are you going to the Texas Medal of Arts dinner tonight? I am not. not. Did you see the picture that uh, the governor's office or somebody tweeted of Kenny Rogers and Greg Abbott this morning? Yeah, someone was tweeting that the governor, being governor is a great job. One of them's had more plastic surgery than I the mean, other one. I mean, Kenny Rogers looks like he's had <laughs> work more. done. Oh, my looks God. Looks like he has had work done. He looks yeah, like a little he's bit. had work done. Yeah. Uh, his all right. chin is where his looks ear like, used to be. Looks like oh he worked for Michigan. You guys are mean. We haven't even gotten started. It's true. It's only just the beginning. We've only just begun. Uh, Ross, why don't you tell us what exactly we learned in this week's Texas Tribune UT poll, starting with how crazy Texan, Texas Republicans are, not how crazy Texas Republicans are. I thought you were going to say <laughs> yeah. that Jim Henson is difficult You're to work with. You're digging your own hole <laughs> over how here. How crazy Texas Republicans are about Donald Trump. They're crazy about him. They like him a lot. Um, they like him almost as much as Democrats hate him. Um, and in fact, you know, this looks like a political centrifuge of some kind. The Democrats um, disapprove of Trump. 83% of them disapprove. 81% of Republicans approve. Uh, so they've rallied around him. Even the Republicans who, in a lot of our earlier polls, um, were, you know, Cruz voters or Perry voters or something else, they've, you know, rallied to their guy. And this was taken in the first week and a half of February, so they'd, they'd gotten a t- taste of it. They were getting a taste of the first days of Trump while they were filling this out, and they, they like him. It's interesting because they weren't, uh, you know, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly for him. I mean, uh, you know, what has he... So really, it's just his sort of short-term policies? Well, that, that's no, it. The question the, is, is, it, is it him or is it it? It's not the Democrats. That's the question. So, you know, we've, we've been polling all the way through the Obama administration, and, you know, there are a bunch of halo effects here. You know, like, if you ask people... What do they think about um, the direction of the country? They've been pretty negative about it for a long time. They've been positive about the direction of the state, a Republican state. They've been negative about the direction of the country, a Democratic country. Now that the Republicans have Congress and the White House, 
the numbers for approval of the direction of the country and all of that are up. Donald Trump's numbers are up. Mike Pence's numbers are great. Vladimir Putin's numbers are up. Yeah, let's talk about this <laughs> okay, for a second. Before we do Putin, okay, sure. one question. So if it were somebody other than Trump, if it were Arnold Ump, Somebody you'd never heard heard of. Or Arnold? If it was Jason, Arnold? if it was Jason Vialba, <laughs> and just any Republican, so are you put saying, him in as are you saying no one's ever heard of Jason Vialba? No, people. Oh, oh believe me, they've heard of Jason <laughs> yeah. Vialba. No, my point is, if you just had any Republican in that job, would that same Republican that that would that any Republican have the same approval? In other words, is this approval rating about Trump, or is it about finally one of our guys is in there? It's, you know, I mean, we didn't separate the questions, so there's no way to know that. I what assume, do you think? Well, I assume You're that, smart. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a guess. I mean, I assume <laughs> that they're happy that the administration changed. It's a red state. But, you know, a lot of this halo stuff, back to the Vladimir Putin thing, a lot of this halo stuff has specifically to do with Trump and not with the Republicans. So, you know, give the give the guy his due. He's, um, he's popular okay. right now in Texas. Okay. So not the Texas no, Tribune. Now to Pudi. Yeah, the Texas Pudi, good one. The Texas <laughs> Tribune is not the only uh, place that's seeing a Trump bump. <laughs> uh, Putin himself Yikes. is seeing some love in Texas now, more love than before. It's, it's more like like. It's you know it's not quite love. Uh, you know he's still approved by only ten percent of Texans, and you know that's seven percent of Democrats, fourteen percent of Republicans. So it's not love, but if you look at disapproval, it's 62% overall, 79% among Democrats, only 51% among Republicans. And if you're neutral, you're probably a Republican. Uh, 28% of Republicans are neutral on the president of Russia. And that's that's directly to Trump and what he's been saying about Putin through the race and, and then into the presidency. So, I mean, since when? But but haven't the Republicans been the one who've had this sort of fierce opposition to Russia, you know? Lots of red and red, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. A lot, lot of them still do. The new national security advisor, mm-hmm. for instance, just right. appointed just by President Trump, name one, named right. H.R. McMaster, was suggested to Trump, the reporting goes, by Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, who is one of the biggest Russia hawks in Congress, the Russians who support Trump, or Russians who support Trump, God, there's the, there's the. <laughs> you uh, mean the whole nation? <laughs> boy, wow. there the, the, the was the Freudian slip of all time. <laughs> the, uh, the, right. the Republicans <laughs> who support Trump. We pulled the state of Ukraine. Right. Yeah, exactly. 82% for the bathroom bill, 16% said no. Um, uh, the Republicans who support Trump are not necessarily with Trump on his general disposition toward Russia. There are a number of them who support Trump, but are also pretty pissed at Russia. Right. We basically said, do you have a favorable or unfavorable view of Vladimir Putin? It wasn't specifically about Russia. And, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of Republicans were neutral. Twenty eight or fifty one percent were neutral. They were twenty eight percentage points more um, inclined toward the Russian president than the Democrats were. But I can't imagine. So this is probably not a question we have ever asked Texans before. On no, a, it's on just a never. U-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-
And I, as soon as he stops talking about him or as he's less popular, I think, you know, um, but there, at least in this polling question, they're tied together at the hip. There must be, a, you know, a growing number of people who think, well, Trump likes Putin, so he can't be half bad. Well, or Putin disliked um, the other guys. Trump dislikes the other guys. I'm with those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to think that whatever shifts there are there could also be explained by just the, the basic fact that Putin has been in the headlines so much and the pool of people that are paying attention to Russia and by extension Putin right. has just been expanded so So anybody in the headlines is going to this... get 14% approval rating? <laughs> Maybe. And just um, take your I mean, shirt off and see what yeah. happens. That, right. that, that, that lady, from, yeah. the lady from Dallas yeah. is going to be the new bachelorette. Yeah. She probably has a 14%. Yeah. Well, I, I bet hers is higher than yeah, 14%. Pool of people aware of she Putin seems nice. Paying attention has been expanded <laughs> yeah. so greatly. So you think, you think Putin's Patrick's name the only one of us who watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch your bachelorette, Patrick? No, I'm not. Wait, no, I've seen a little to. bit of the recent. No, The Bachelor, I think, was the joke, <laughs> even though I didn't participate in watching it. <laughs> I, I'm not against it. I just don't have a, I don't have a history of watching it. <laughs> Patrick, this is more interesting than the poll, i got to say. Patrick, Patrick gives it a 14% approval rating. Uh, yeah. There are some questions. Facebook would like to know about the methodology for this poll. Before we go, you nerds on Facebook, before we go any further. You nerds, there's an attached methodology to all of the poll stories that are up. Uh, how many people were polled? Yeah, how many people were polled was 1,200. Uh, the margin of error was two point plus or minus two point eight three percentage points. And were they from all over the state or and certain parts they were of the from state? All over the state. Um, you know, the effort is to get a geographic demographic party balance through the poll, so there's some weighting in there. And when it's all out after tomorrow, we'll have the full cross tabs we'll, we'll up put on out the, the cross tabs. And right. you know, if anybody really is dying for nerd detail, we'll give you the data pack and you can reweight yourself. You know, the reality of polling right now in the world is that people, when they like the results of a poll, tend to believe the poll, and when they don't like the results of a poll, tend to diss the poll. Well, I think polls are a lot and more And that's, by the way, been the case for all seven and a half years since we've been polling here, Yeah, right? To people me, the who most like the results like it, and people who don't like the results yeah. And totally so dissent. do we have anything in these results that's sort of justification for people's answers? Like, do we know who the 17 percent of Democrats are who approve of you, how you, Trump is doing? You, you want us to name them? <laughs> yes, call Freddie them out. Mars from DeLeon, Texas, right? You know, uh, do we know anything about the rationale of these folks or not really? No, we just asked them a question and, right. and tracked their answers. And, right. and you know, I'd, I'd caution anybody who's reading a poll not to read past the question. You know, if, if, if you ask somebody... Yeah. You know, would you do you think marijuana should be legal? And they say, no, never. You know, you don't have a why. You don't know. Right. You don't know anything uh-huh. beyond what just that. And the questions are not worded in a way to get a result. Right. You know, the questions are worded in a way to, or get, to, get, a I mean, to, to get a specific well, to get a particular. We're, like a, we're not fishing around for a specific answer. We're just basically saying, here's the question. Give us what you're you know, there, somebody commented today that on the school choice question. Pat, you tweeted about this, that there was a distinction between the people who were given— Well, yeah, it was noted in our story, too. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. There was, but, but I think the exchange was with you on Twitter. Oh, that, yeah. that somebody had said, well, you know, you asked the question that was a generic question about vouchers, and it got this percent, I think 46. Right. But then you asked a question that was much more particular about what was in the bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it well described. Well, one said, and one and then the popularity and, of it dropped down. Yeah, one said vouchers and one didn't say vouchers was yeah. really yeah. what we were testing. Well, this is the old argument from the— I think maybe the, one said choice or used the word choice and right. one didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. This is like that uh, poll that was done in Alice— I think it was in Alice and Grimes' Senate race in Kentucky where Kentuckians were asked about Obamacare and overwhelmingly they disliked it. And then right. they were asked about the Affordable Care yeah, Act right. and a much higher percentage right. of people liked it. Well, and that was one of the right. questions. You know, we had we had a long conversation when we were designing the Obamacare questions. What do you use? So we used both. We did. We said, 
What do you think about the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare? And you got to mix that. I way. wonder if we said to people, "What do you think How- about the bathroom bill?" versus well, what I was just—that right. well, was the next question on my list. So, what did we ask them I'm about the bathroom about bill? Alexa has told me I can't <laughs> use that name anymore. Bathrooms, we said. Uh, good board. Someone yeah. in our someone on Facebook well, asked, "What is what I are those stack of fifty fifty-one percent?" It's the poll. I, I think fifty-one <laughs> percent of people we polled said, said it's a not an important not issue. Important. So we asked a couple but of questions on bathrooms. We we said, you know, what do you think about this? A question we've asked before: Should your choice of bathroom match your birth certificate, your birth identity, or your gender identity. And 52 or 53 percent say it should match your birth certificate. And So a simple majority. Yeah, simple majority there. But we also said, how important is this? And 39 percent said it's important. 51 percent said it's not. Republicans were more likely than Democrats to say it's important, but more Republicans said it was unimportant then said it was important. Forty-nine percent not important, and forty-four percent important. Do you think so the people? It's not, it's not a top-line issue. Do you think them. the people in the legislature, Ross or Patrick or Emily, care particularly what the public thinks about this? Is this a ground-up or a top-down issue? It's a it's a few. It's a handful of people who say they're hearing about this from their constituents. Although I again, I can't imagine that this is a very I mean, noisy number of constituents. Yeah. What we've said for weeks, which is that you know. Dan Patrick has relied heavily on his polling and making the argument for this bill. But mm-hmm. when you switch up the question, when you, you know, ask different things, you get very different results. And that I don't I don't know, you know, I would be interested in speaking to a polling expert to find out what the ideal way to ask this question it's is. It's a shame we don't know anything. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is a and pretty we're going to do way. A, I should say yeah, we're not, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not we're going to do a special podcast with sensitive. the pollsters yeah. tomorrow. So, Good. you know, we'll, we'll have some of that. But, you know, one of the questions here is, it's a top-down question. It was kind of asked of the legislature by the lieutenant governor and some others. And I think a lot of um, Republicans in the legislature, and this is anecdotal from talking to them, wouldn't really have a problem with this if there was harmony between their voters and all these businesses that have been talking about it. But it's the it's the tension there and the, you know, the um, noise there. My businesses are all over here, but my voters are over there. That has everybody a little bit frozen. And they're looking yeah. at they're looking at Patrick and at Joe Strauss, the speaker, and at Greg Abbott, the governor, and kind of saying, you know, lead us, guys. To, where do you want us to go? And then there's the political reality of it. And the political reality of it is that it's almost certainly going to pass this. Well, maybe you and I are not in exactly the same place. We're not in exactly I, the same I, place. I think that it is, it is all but certain to pass the Senate, to I get think, out of the Senate. I think that's, that ball's in the air. I think it gets out of the Senate. And I think it gets over to the House. And then the question is, does it die in committee or does it get to the floor? If it gets to the floor, it's much more uh, more likely to pass than not. And I think the answer because to that it's question, a tough political vote. The I answer think, to that question is going to be: Has the governor taken a position yet? I you think, think the governor matters in this. I think yeah. we've had this exact same debate on like every trip cast in the last five weeks. <laughs> so if you're keeping Scr- score Scroundog on a, day, if you're keeping <laughs> right. score Bill on Murray's the wall. about to punch Stephen Toblowski. I want to know how any of this changes with the if there are federal guidelines that are rescinded, you know, via Trump. And we saw well, there are, in fact, as we sit here, they're apparently right. being rescinded. And the reporting on this from the Times says, interestingly, that Betsy DeVos, from was, the new well, the Times well, has a story this morning that says Betsy DeVos, the new Secretary of Education, is opposed to rescinding the guidelines. Right. Jeff Session is she just doesn't for want rescinding the guidelines, and Trump sided with Sessions. And mm-hmm. the guidelines have no force of law. They're guidelines. Right. And so. But the guidelines aren't the guidelines what, you know, Texas has sued over. Well, they were. Yeah. But they were. they were, And they were the trigger on the, you know, on this issue. The Fort Worth School District, um, the superintendent there basically put the guidelines into effect. And, you know, 
it's been described there as they put into effect, put into words and on paper the policy they'd been following anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the flashpoint for this issue in Texas. That's where the yeah. big press conferences, the big PTA meetings and all of that kind of stuff were. It more or less coincided with the Republican yeah. state convention. So there was a lot of attention on politics at the time. And, you know, I don't think rescinding that now undoes this brush fire. Yeah, I mean, on the surface, it looks like that should zap some of the momentum out of the arguments being made for the the bathroom bill. But in in reality, I think Dan Patrick is going to continue to argue that this legislation is needed to address, like Ross said, some of these, you know, quote-unquote rogue, you know, school districts and different jurisdictions where they're allegedly making up their own rules. Sanctuary bathrooms. Exactly. (laughs) So... Ooh, I like the combination of <laughs> also tax dollars that migrate yeah. out of the public bathroom system into the private or parochial bathroom <laughs> system right. with no accountability measures. Right. We would also accept scholarships. Yeah. Bathroom the money choice. that was being used to pay for your public bathroom should be I think you. we should put Sanctuary City, School Choice, and the Bathroom Bill in one great big flaming bag of shit that lands on the house's doorstep just to save I just, time. I just want to thank that? you guys for letting me part, be yeah. part of the last yeah. trip cast. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. I want to touch on two more. So tell me what... What was our Obamacare question and what were the answers? The Obamacare question was, as I said, you know, we put both of the terms into the question. So Obamacare and Affordable Care Act, identify it as you will. And we basically said, um, do you want to repeal it? And most people in Texas said, yeah, we want to repeal it. And we said, well, if you want to repeal it, what do you want to do? And what was interesting there was even the Republicans who overwhelmingly want to repeal it want to replace it and want to see the replacement before they repeal it. So, um, How does it, that align with the sentiment on this nationally? And, you, and what does that mean for how long this could take then? You know, I think, you know, this more or less comports with the national mm-hmm. numbers that I've seen. I haven't, you know, haven't really mm-hmm. done a complete study of it. There's a Gallup poll out. There was a uh, Axiom put a poll out. Uh, there's a couple of things out there. But, you know, this is an interesting thing. You say, do you want to repeal or replace? They say, repeal. And if you ask the repealers, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to just repeal it and get the heck out? Only 30% in Texas said, yeah, repeal and walk away. The rest of them said repeal and replace. And 57% of Republicans, 69% of independents, and 82% of Democrats said, if it's repealed, Wait for a replacement before you repeal. The consequence of this is, of course, here are the numbers, that before the Affordable Care Act, Texas had 25% of its population, 6 million people without health insurance. Seven years, coming up on March will be seven seven years. Seven years in, we're at 17.1%, 4.6 million without health insurance. The percentage of those with health insurance uh, uh, or the, without health insurance declined by about 30% in the last seven years, slower than the rate in states that embrace the Affordable Care Act, but it's still a significant decline. 1.4 million people over the last seven years got health insurance. This disproportionately affects Texas, the decision of repeal and replace immediately or repeal and eventually replace mm-hmm. because what happens to the 1.4 million? We're already complaining about the uncompensated care costs borne by the county hospitals and others being passed along to all of us in the form of property taxes, mm-hmm. right? We're already unhappy. What will happen mm-hmm. if all of a sudden these people do not have Insurance. And there is an argument happening. Some in the legislature, both Donna Campbell and Don Buckingham, have said publicly to us, they think, just go ahead and repeal. Do not have a replacement Mm -hmm. in place. Private sector will step in and take care of it. Both Republican doctors. Both Republican doctors. It's dicey, though. It's it's a tough question. Right. All right. Another headline I saw associated with this poll that I loved was support for marijuana growing like a weed. It's the only line in that story that I liked. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the best thing about this whole issue? I just want to sort of. 
Joe Moody, who is the biggest proponent for mm-hmm. legalizing pot, his office number in the house, I shit you not, is 420. Right, E1 420. <laughs> is that amazing. not the greatest thing? Uh, he, he probably sh- got. He, he probably, probably asked for that it. office, right? Yeah. He's got enough seniority to, I want that one. I um, love that. Um, uh, so it's now 52 percent. So, so the nevers are only 17 percent of Texas now. And we, the, we asked and four this, ways. We yeah. said, you know, right. would you say never allow this, allow it for medical purposes only, allow it in small amounts for any use, and um, my Unlimited. my cohort, you know, right. allow it in any amount, yeah. any use. Your cohort? <laughs> that, that's the people I graduated high school with. You I mean think. people with glaucoma? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. Right. So um, these numbers are up. Nevers were 24 percent just two years ago in Texas. Now 17. Uh, medical only has dropped a little bit from 34 percent then to 30 now. Small amounts has uh, risen to 32 now from 26 percent then. And any amounts has risen to 21% now from 16%. So the then. total sum or all legal is what? 83. No. no. I'm talking about, forget to take medicinal, I'm talking about recreational. Mm. Sum uh, or 53. all. But that's more than 50% of the state right. now says. Right. I'm telling you, it's not going to be that long till this happens in Texas. Are you saying that as the editor of the Tribune impartially, or are you saying it that as Emily Ramshaw? That number that's now. Say, are you that saying number that that's now wife of. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the number that's now 53, right. 53 <laughs> for any use, 53% for any use. Uh, uh, two years ago, that was 42. So you're right, it's oh, changing. It took this conversation to really light up our Facebook <laughs> audience. Is that right, seriously? <laughs> Lisa, fun. can't wait for edibles in Texas. Who else are the people watching Sue. us on Facebook but people yeah. who were yeah. high as a kite last night <laughs> and they're just waking up? Sue Bobby says, B why wants not edibles allow it with in Texas. And then, of course, there's Allie who says she didn't realize what a salty mouth Evan had. <laughs> oh, new a- listen, Allie. first-time listener. How about that? Allie, 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 honey. Allie. Seriously, I Allie? Know, I don't know if Allie's female, by the way. A-L-L. I don't mean, we never, you never well, what's, know. What's Allie? You just said honey. You know, don't listen to the Tripcast. Like Alexander Hamilton? Yes, Six-second delay on the next Tripcast. Right. Yes. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. How did Trump's travel ban go over in Texas? Uh, the travel ban is in here somewhere. Uh, it didn't. It goes over very well, actually. Um, they like the travel ban. If only I could find it. Who did all of this? Oh, it was the top sheet, so that was why it was hard to find. Um, blocking entry to the U.S. from the seven countries, Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen. 56% of Texans support that. Only 38% oppose it. We changed the question and said, you know, what if... Um, there was a ban based on religion. And this is one of those things where you can't read past the question. We didn't... You didn't say which religion. We didn't say there was a ban based on religion. Did you we name said, the religion? Yeah, we said block non-citizen Muslims from okay, entering so the U.S. Specific. But we didn't say that that was the policy of anybody. We just said, what do you think about that? And when you put religion in it, 45% support the ban, 47% oppose the ban. So that's basically it, it, a jump it, ball. It, it drops. Right. It drops, but it doesn't become... But it, so is the headline is the headline that more Texans oppose a religious ban than support one, or is the headline that forty five percent of Texans support a ban based on religion? Well, I think you know when it's forty seven and forty five, and the margin of error is two point eight three, that's a virtual tie. Yeah, but even if you take the most positive read on that, and you go, okay, so subtract two point eight three from forty five, still more than forty percent of Texans, four in ten Texans, right. support a religious ban. Right. Yikes. Right. 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 And that uh, does, you know, from what I've seen of national polling, that kind of comports there, too. Question from Davis. Does misinformation uh, factor into the popularity of the Who's band? she? 
Misinformation. Oh, misinformation. Oh, misinformation. Oh, I was like, who's misinformation? Like a Marvel <laughs> superhero? To walk out with a sandwich board or something. <laughs> um, Misindependent. <laughs> Mr. Smarty Pants says. Our gossip columnist. Oh. I forgot the question. Sorry. <laughs> That's our anonymous gossip columnist. Misinformation. Your misinformation. <laughs> does Mr. Information. Does misinformation. Is there, is, is there a Mr. Information? Do alternate facts play into the popularity of this ban? I don't know. That goes past the question. I, you know, I don't know what yeah. people are thinking when they answer this. Right. We just know that 45% of them say that they would block non-citizen Muslims from entering mm. the U.S. Uh, back on the marijuana question, our colleague Julian Aguilar is is watching and weighing in. He says, while he hates to agree with Evan on anything, there, it, there's no chance that pot gets easier to smoke in Texas anytime soon. Because they, they fought over the cannabis oil to cure epilepsy or to treat epilepsy in the two, session or two ago when Stephanie Last Click's session, bill, right? Cannabinoids and, and the, the, the pitch from Stephanie but, Click at the front mic was there is no way right. to get high from this. This is not a gateway oil. Right. Right. Look, well, no, look. I mean, here's the thing. The, 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 the magnitude of the fight over that, the fact that everybody just French went. French fries are delicious. Yummy. <laughs> the fact that everybody went bananas over the passage of cannabis oil and made such a point of saying this is not a step toward legalizing right. marijuana tells me that that is itself not evidence that the culture of this state is getting more forgiving of this. Well, and I don't have it in front of me, but there is a. Um, there's a partisan split here. I think the it's going Demo- to Democrats are more likely. So the interesting crosstabs were Democrats right. are more likely than Republicans to say this, and young people were more likely than older people. To so, want legal pot? To legal pot. Imagine well, that. Well, so, so what's interesting about this is if you put, you know, we were just yakking, and we'll talk more about this when, when I get the pollsters in here. We were just yakking about what would happen if you put pot on the ballot, and would that change turnout? Would that change delicious. the turnout pattern? Exactly. Well, does it change the turnout? voter turnout would yeah. go up. Does right. it change the you turnout mean pattern pot and you get people to vote who wouldn't otherwise vote? Yeah. And how do they vote? Once they voted on pot, how would they vote on other issues? So I'd be curious to go back and see in Colorado and other places where that was on the ballot whether or not that's the case. California would be, you know, like the great um, current case. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready to leave the poll behind? Are we done? Not for not with everything. No, Damn. jeez, hold okay. your horses. All right. Uh, all right, Congress is on a week long recess right now, and they're getting dinged right and left over their willingness or lack thereof to hold town halls. What's the story on this? I mean, have they traditionally held town halls, and now they don't want to because they're afraid they're going to ask about get asked about Trump or what? Yeah, I don't think this is traditionally a time during which members of Congress hold town halls, but there's no doubt they're getting pressure. Um, some of it's organized pressure uh, by Democratic groups and, and other people who just want to hear from their, their congressperson about what's going on in Washington, especially with, with Trump as president. Um, you know, we took a look at this issue in Texas, and I believe we found that only one congressperson, Beto O'Rourke, from Democrat, Democrat. from El Paso, mm-hmm. was holding some kind of town hall this week. Um, but, you know, our members of Congress are still busy, but they're busy in, in controlled, uh, non-public at times environments. A lot of them have been <laughs> have been down on the border. Um, you know, in there all alone. You know, I think John Cornyn, for example, has been down, uh, you know, on the border for the past three or four days. Um, Ted Cruz was down there uh, over the weekend. Uh, they've been hosting members of Congress from out of state. So they've been busy, but certainly not in, in a lot of forums where they can, you know, field questions unfiltered mm-hmm. from the public. I, I can understand, given the current climate right now, why Republican members may be a little reluctant to have town halls. Why isn't Joaquin Castro having a town hall? Why isn't Lloyd Doggett having a town hall? Why isn't yeah. Gene Green having a town hall? What's right. to keep them from having a town hall? I mean, it may be that their constituents, you know. Well, their uh, voters are outside the Republican office. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Are all, you know, so? with pitchforks yeah, outside question, of corners. Is this thing on, yeah. right? And then they yeah. just go home. I mean, 
it's it seems weird to me that no one is having town halls. Sure. It's less weird yeah. to me that Roger Williams or John Carter might make, might be making the decision that their time is better spent elsewhere. This isn't really about these guys having more or, you know, a greater or fewer number of town halls than they normally have. This is about people trying to force them to have town halls so that they Period. can yell at them. I right. mean, that's really yeah. what's going Did on. Did you see the tape of the woman who got up and screamed at McConnell last night uh, yeah. at the town hall where she said, you know— Blah, 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 blah. She seemed actually to be a yeah. supporter of his, not mm-hmm. an opponent of his. Yeah. And at the end, she said, um, if you answer me, I'll sit down and shut up like Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. It was like. Phew. Wait a minute. That's, that's what all these Republicans fear is that Man. they're going to hold a town hall. National media is going to show, show up. Now, right. Especially now. Some, you know, show. moment right. that's going to set Twitter on fire for the next three hours. Well, that Jason, well, Jason Chaffetz right. thing yeah. turned out to be a, a four- uh, 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 an indication of things come, I should say. Right. I've gotten a smattering of emails. You guys probably have too, from people saying, "Are you going to cover the effort to get this town hall?" You know. Well, so right. there's this indivisible, there this group. indivisible yeah. group, right? That I thought was maybe. Are there some former members of the Lloyd so, Doggett yeah. band who or at least one, yeah, 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 formed a side band here, a side group? Uh, and I got a, a note over the last day or so that there's going to be some massive thing coming up that they're doing. They're expecting three thousand people to come out. You know, it, it, all of this, the question for all of this stuff is, do you sustain it? Right. Is this just basically your construction I loved from years ago about the Tea Party? Is the Tea Party big or loud? Right. They were loud, it turned out, but they were also big. They were also big. In the sense that they were able to affect the outcomes of elections. All of this, the Women's March, the protests over the ICE raids, the protests over the deportations in a general sense, you go up to a stoplight these days and you can't not encounter a protest right wherever mm-hmm. you are. If those people don't then turn out to vote then this is all essentially for naught. Well, and remember where these protests are happening. It's basically in cities that, you know, generally already voted Democratic. Well, you know? I guess, although, although the there were... stuff the, happened in cities that were Republican. I mean, and the, women, of, the women's you know, march, there, I mean, I remember Catherine Hayhoe mm-hmm. told me a couple of weeks ago that she was surprised by in Lubbock and Amarillo, the relatively high turnout at the women's march in those communities, which are hardly blue mm-hmm. communities. Yeah, the last kind of, you know, the last best populist movement you know, was the Tea Party, and it was really effective, and it's still effective. And, you know, these guys are trying to emulate it, and you don't actually know until you know. We've got just another minute here, and we have a question for, uh, from a couple of different people asking about the possibility of Joaquin Castro running against Ted Cruz and wanting to know your thoughts. Whose thoughts? Yours. Civtech. Come on. Any of you. Well, I mean, he's given he's himself an eight-week timeline to announce it at the mm-hmm. beginning of the second quarter in early April. Um, I think one thing we do know, just based off remarks I've heard this week, is that Better Work is basically already running. Mm-hmm. He did an event last night in Laredo where he spoke about his campaign as if it were something that was already ongoing. So I, it sounds like he's right. Why is the El Paso congressman going to Laredo? Yeah. What's his <laughs> exactly. relationship? Yeah, what's yeah. his relationship like with Castro? I don't know exactly. I know that Castro's been asked Declining. about. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Castro's been asked about him and no, said yeah. some some words of praise. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, to, but you know, you know, I like him. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the very rare case that that's a two-person primary, Castro and O'Rourke, I think that Castro would be more of the kind of Democratic establish or would be positioned more as a Democratic establishment pick. Not that he nec- his ideology or his politics reflect that, mm-hmm. but O'Rourke would be more of the maybe grassroots mm-hmm. candidate. But O'Rourke is getting publicity at the national level that somebody who is a relatively unknown backbench congressperson, if one were one, would not be getting. There's a long today, there's a long piece in the Washington Post, a style section piece by Ben Terrace that is so positive, I thought in about paragraph four that Ben Terrace was going to kiss Beto on the mouth. Big, wet, sloppy kiss. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a super positive piece, and it reflects 
this sense in Washington that Beto may have some momentum behind him should he run against Cruz. It was less about Beto versus Castro than Beto versus Cruz. I think that story got the play it got and is getting the attention it's getting. This whole thing's getting the attention it's getting because Cruz is a national figure. And, you know, you're you're challenging. You're talking about who's going to challenge this right. national figure. Does he remain popular at home? That's really the bedrock of all of these stories. It's not really about the Democrats. Well, and the, but 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 period. Yes. Agree. Yeah. So, so stop there in a new paragraph. But but the question of the Democrats is going to be whether it's Castro versus Beto or Beto alone running against Cruz. Do the Democrats have any other action on the ballot at all besides that race? You have every statewide elected official up next time or the big ones anyway. All of them, except for the they couple of railroads. There's a railroad who's not up or a Supreme Court justice who may not be up. But you have most statewide elected officials up in 18. And if the only plausible Democratic candidate for statewide office, plausible in the sense of being more than a cardboard cutout or a department store mannequin, Here he goes. is the Senate race, <laughs> right? You've got to have other people. <laughs> you got to have other people on the ballot. So someone said to me the other day in another city, well, how come Castro and, and Beto are running this for down the same— instead of winding it up. No, I'm—, I'm, I'm I'm just getting comfortable. Bobby's the question is, how come, how come he, Bobby's got another Red Bull he needs to have? Yes. Uh, how come Beto and Castro are running for the same seat? And why wouldn't they decide to divide the spoils? One of them run for governor. One of them run for the Senate. One of them run for attorney general. One of them run for the Senate. Something like that. Because the That's spotlight is already on Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. And if you want to share a spotlight, you go where the spotlight is. There's not much of a spotlight on Greg Abbott. He's you know got a prohibitive amount of money. He's popular. And you know there's not a real strong natural case against him in the same way that there is against Cruz. Castro doesn't want to chill with Kenny Rogers? Come on. (laughs) Closing arguments, please. Uh, There's one last question. Um, Oh, I see. It's actually directed at Patrick, and it's from Tyler, and it says, where has Fetek's beard gone, and why did he get rid of it? (laughs) Because he wanted to look more like Ross and Evan in the Tribcast. And me. (laughs) Said no one ever. I think that's wrong, yeah. I've been toying with getting away getting rid of it for for weeks and i decided this weekend was the weekend to do it right. i'm i'm turning 25 this week and that's i wanted to that's what he needed to say he said i thought i thought at 25 i should uh, look serious he said i wanted to bring i should restore look, le- the youthful look, look less you know? like teen wolf and yeah. more like myself yeah. <laughs> that's all the time we have if you have questions or comments. Tyler Norris needs to really get a life. I don't if he's know that it was Tyler Norris. Like All oh, I know yes, is that it was <laughs> some other Tyler, Emily. Right. Tyler some Austin, other right. Tyler. If you uh, would like have questions or comments about Evan's relationship with Teen Wolf, you can email us at TripCast. Have you never seen Teen Wolf? Of course I've seen. Is, is Michael J. Fox in the first Teen Wolf or the second Teen Wolf? There was oh a second Teen God. Wolf. We'll what? At least the first one. Contest. All right. TexasTribune.org. Thanks to Shiny Ribs for doing our music. On behalf of Evan, Ross, Patrick, and our producers, Todd and Bobby, this is Emily. Thanks for listening. Texas As Dan Branch refers to him, Civtech. Civtech really? was the problem. He, he called you Civtech to me yesterday That's for the hilarious. third consecutive time that I've seen him. What's what that Civtech? It sounds a like car radio. I was like, I was like, Civtech is that like a shitty tech company having an IPO? What does that mean? What's Civtech?